Good. Chris and Marcia, would you come? Chris and Marcia, please give them a warm welcome. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they'll give us a little bit of history, I hope. Uh, but I just want to say they were such wonderful uh, participants in our community. We call Franklin Covenant Church. And it's exciting. They moved away and left us. But they're kept. They're back. They're back for the thing. Marcia, Chris, thank you. They put us on a spot. <laughs> well, my name is Marcia, and this is my husband, Chris. We live here in Franklin from 2006 to 2012. Uh, yes, I had to be true. I could not take the cold anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we went back to Florida, but uh, uh, Doreen kicked us out there. But uh, uh, we're kidding aside. Thank God that the hurricane is turning, and uh, we just have to keep uh, Bahamas uh, people in prayers because it's a Category 5 right now. And uh, so, but uh, we trust God. Uh, a little bit about me. I am from Brazil. I don't know if you guys know. I don't have no accent. <laughs> and if you don't understand me, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Kathy Boyish is a great translator. <laughs> so she can help you. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you a little bit, just, um, I'm not going to stay here longer, because I know everybody has plans, but uh, God has done so many things in our life, in my life, that uh, Kathy and John, a good friend of us, they ask us to share. Uh, the first thing I'm going to read is Proverbs um, 16 and 9. I'm getting old. What is your glass? Um, you know age is coming. In their hearts, humans plan their curse, but the Lord established their steps. Um, one thing that I read the other day is, I'm going to get my notes so I don't forget. If you want to make God laugh, just tell him about your plans. <laughs> and I am sure he's still laughing about my plans because my plans did not work at all. Uh, God brought me miracles, and Kathy and John and Boyers were part of that journey we went. Um, I came from Brazil, and um, my husband, uh, we're going to be celebrating 18 years of marriage in December. Uh, thank you. People also call me St. Marcia. I don't know why. But uh, um, Chris asked me to marry him 11 days we were dating. Yes, he's crazy, but uh, I say yes. Um, I, <laughs> for 13 years of uh, our journey being married, I could not go to Brazil with the complication of immigration and everything. And it was a very, very difficult um, journey. I could not see my mom for 13 years. Um, my sister, my dad passed away in 1995, so I have... Um, um, two brothers and one sister. When I left, my sister was 13 years old. I am old. I am 13 years old than her. Um, when I went back, she was 26. So it was really hard. Um, that journey I went through. But looking back now, I got my citizenship last year. Uh, I have to say, this country is. It's the most uh, kindness 
and it's a country that gives you the opportunity to be, if you want, uh, if you have a desire in your heart to do something, it gives you so many opportunities that unfortunately my country doesn't have for me, didn't have for me. So I am very grateful to call myself as an American citizen. Thank you to him. Yes, and thank you for you guys to be part of that journey with us. Um, God gave me my papers. It was, uh, I always say to my husband, it was a wall. Uh, he opened a door that was not a wall. So, but he did, he made that happen. And also this year, um, I, I got a freedom of fear because I was not able to drive and lovely him. He was my private Uber. He drove for me for, for 18 years. And uh, so leaving Florida, um, you need to drive or you need to have a nice neighbors and a good congregation. They can help you when you need it. And they help us in the church we are part of now. But uh, um, I gave to God, I could not live anymore with the fear. And I was terrified of driving. And uh, so March, we were doing something, our church, our pastor was doing something. And uh, it was something about to be free. And I know that I need to be free. Because if I am God, I am, if not, I am God's child. Why do I live in fear? You can have fear if you're his child. So I surrendered to him my fears, and I gave to him. And in July, I got my driving license. So watch out if I'm driving. Run. <laughs> um, it's a song. It's called I Am No Longer Slave of Fear. I, it's amazing, and it says I am a child of God. And also I have a sticker in my car now, which I, he, brought me, he bought me a car. And I named the car Freedom. And he doesn't need to take me to do my nails anymore. I go myself. <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, um, to be serious now, my husband, um, he's going to tell the share of his testimony. Um, it's amazing to see him. Um, he said um, Jesus, he found Jesus. In Florida, um, his relationship with God, I have been watching him, trusting God, and surrounded that, um, I don't say controlling, but it's um, you trusting God with no doubts. You, you give to him. If it works, it's his God's plans. If it does, it's still God's plans. I, I wrote over here, storms exist, but when you are leaving the storms, we can, pull, we can feel God's presence so tangible. Wait and see. God is good, and if he does, he's still God. If he doesn't, he's still God. Um, last year, I went through a surgery, and then uh, some problems I have. And then a month from my, I have eight weeks for recovery. And uh, a month from my surgery, he went to emergency surgery also. And then, and he's terrified of doctor. I gave you. He doesn't like doctors and hospitals, anything. Uh, he went to do an ultrasound, and then it was taking so long. And then he came. He says, I'm going to the ER right now to the emergency room. We're going to do uh, to the surgery. I said, really? And then he looked at me, and then he said to me, if I don't make it, 
I'll say Jesus. If I make, I'll say you. I say, that is good. So, he has so much trust with God right now that um, I'm going to let him talk that far. Um, what else do I want to say? This is what it is in my heart. When you know in your heart, when you trust God 100%, whatever journey you are going through, and you know you're going to be okay because God is with you. Um, sometimes um, you don't get everything you want, but God gives everything you need. It. And that's what happened to me. Um, I am in a path right now that um, I just trust Him. Uh, life is not easy. Nobody, Jesus says, will have turbulations, but He conquered the world. And we are conquered. So. Um, I am very happy to be here, and you guys don't age at all. Everybody looks the same. So thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, one thing, the last thing I want to say, sometimes we learn to use our pain to strengthen our faith. Point others to God and remember God's providence will never take you to a place where his grace will not sustain you. God bless you guys. You want to stay here? Okay, stay here. I also have to write things down. God inspires me first, and then it comes out of my mouth. It's usually safer that way. Um, Pastor John was rather kind in, in how he described us being members of the church. Basically, I actually many times used to sit in the back Awkwardly, uh, I didn't have a relationship with Christ at the time. Uh, I grew up Catholic, so that was a big change, being exposed to a, a non-denominational Christian church. Um, and uh, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready at the time. Uh, but we had taken a trip out to uh, Arizona to see my sister, and we were in San Antonio. And we just, for the heck of it, were looking at... Uh, Houses. So this is a really nice area. San Antonio is beautiful. And um, I could see her eyes light up when, when we were looking at homes in a different temperature environment. And uh, it was very difficult for her and Franklin. As, as great as the people were here, um, it was difficult for her. And, and that's when um, I, think the, I think the Holy Spirit had nudged me before, but he kind of gave me a hit across the head. And, and I realized that I had been uh, I had been very selfish. Um, so I, w- I had been a believer, but I didn't have a relationship. So this was really the beginning of my relationship of uh, the Holy Spirit talking to me. Um, it wasn't anything about the people here. Uh, uh, what they were lacking or not emanating in a godly way. It was more about what I was lacking and missing and not getting. Uh, that I had a vacuum uh, that was waiting to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with something besides me and I. I was very happy here. Um, 
And uh, Corey Asbury, uh, a contemporary singer, Christian singer, uh, wrote a song uh, called Reckless Love. And he says, he talks about God's overwhelming, never-ending, reckless uh, love of God, or the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, uh, that it chases me down, fights till I'm fine, found, uh, leaves the 99. Um, talking about the parable of the, the lost sheep. Um, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. And he was coming after me. So, um, speaking about plans and uh, uh, God having a sense of humor when we tell him about our plans, uh, one of my favorite Bible verses is in Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, and that uh, I realize now that he had, he had plans for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Um, and the first infusion of, of that plan in the Holy Spirit came in the form of a lesson in selflessness. Um, like I said, I was very happy here. I was, uh, it was all about me. I was involved with the, with the community. I mean, it was good involvement. It was positive things, but uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't for Christ and it wasn't in Christ. And I was very happy doing these things. But again, it was I, it was me, it was my time, my, my mission. And uh, that's really what uh, God wanted to teach me about uh, selflessness. And that, that offer to take her back to Florida uh, was that in, that in that road, in that path. And, um, and uh, making me realize that uh, she wasn't happy in North Carolina because of the, not because of the people, but because of the, the temperature. It was tough for her being away from an urban area. Um, and uh, so, like I said, there was a lot of I that I had to get over. Um, in Philippians, the word tells us, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. So that's one I try to remember, uh, along with uh, my favorite uh, sentence in Rick Warren's book, the, the Purpose Driven Life. It's the first sentence in the first paragraph of the first chapter, and it says, it's not about you. And that's when I always try to remember when I, when I start, when things start getting about me, I start remembering that line and also Philippians. Um, so we moved back to Florida. We found a church, not unlike the church here. It was, it's a mega church, but it's still, it's still the same. Uh, families within families. Um, and uh, it was there that I was, I was tricked into going to a Bible study. I, I remember when Greg Boyer straight up asked me to go to a Bible study, and I said, no, it's okay. I'm, that's, it's, not my, it's not my comfort zone. But again, it was not my comfort zone, not knowing that God wanted to stretch my tent. Um, but uh, there was a chef at this church, um, and he said, uh, Chris, I'm just uh, I'm hanging out every Monday night with my dad and some of the guys at Panera Bread. Why don't you come and hang out with us? And he lied. He lied. Uh, and uh, that, was a, that was a blessed lie that God had given him permission to do. And uh, so I, I went to Panera Bread. I didn't own a Bible. And I, I came into Panera Bread, and there they were with Bibles on the table. And that was really, really uncomfortable. But I, it was bad manners to leave, so I sat down with the guys, and I listened. And... By the end of the night, I realized I had to come back. Uh, of course, I would need a Bible. 
And this is the Bible I got back then, 2013. Right? And you can tell I'm using it because it's got all the highlight and stickums in there. That's the best Bible to have, I think. Um, and uh, it was there after being spiritually intimate with these men of God that I began to feel the influence of the Holy Spirit in my life. I began to read the word, feel the power of the word, and think and act in Christ to the best of my ability, putting him first and living a Christ-centered life and a Bible-based life. And on January 28, 2014, um, we got baptized together. And uh, it was, she asked permission to do it again, and the pastor said, of course you can. And uh, so she, she, went in the, she went in the church's jacuzzi to, uh, to get baptized, and it was a, it was a very moving moment and, uh, uh, to die and be reborn again. It was, it was great. So um, just to, uh, that's that Irish blood in me that makes me cry so much in, in emotions. They, they got it in them. Um, I would just like to thank John and Kathy and Greg and Kathy for the influence that they had uh, in my life, um, with your patience. And, um, thank you. And thank you, Lord. Thank you. One thing I have to say that every time I came here, uh, he dropped me off. And then he said to me, text me if Pastor John is preaching. So I go and I, Pastor John is preaching. (laughs) And then he came back. So thank you, guys. (laughs) This is awesome. Uh, how the Lord puts things together. And the fact that, you know, we're having a, uh, a prophets conference here, uh, you might say conference, here uh, this weekend, this coming. And the need behind that, you know, um, there's so many things that are going on that's happening. And as God's people, it's important to know uh, what part we have in that, Um, what we can play in those roles, where we can be and what we can say and what we can do, how we can have such an influence, you know, uh, in this kind of situation, and to hear the testimonies that are given like this from those things that have been prophetically done, whether we understood them to be prophetically done or not, they, they were things that were going on in God. It was happening. God was doing these things. And, and we've seen a number of things happen this summer, this year, that we know uh, that's the hand of God. It's the hand of God operating and, and showing us that this is where we're going. This is where I want to take you. This is what I want to do in your life. And so, um, as I was reading through the Scriptures, uh, I came to a passage in Deuteronomy 
29. And it struck me uh, that this was one of the things that it was a prophetic word given. It was it was stated with an with a meaning all around it that that pertained to that time and what was going on then, and how God was speaking then. But it also struck me that Jesus many times when he would take a scripture and he would speak it to his disciples, and I'd go back and I'd read that scripture and it was a line. It was a line out of a total chapter, but it was just a line that was saying something for the moment. In other words, it became a rhema word. And do we know any other kind when Jesus speaks it? It, it, it became a rhema word for the, for the disciples and those that were listening to Him. And as we get into the Word of God, and we read passages, and then there's a word that just it sticks out. It's, it becomes a rhema word. It's something that God makes alive in us. And as we just heard these instances where God took these moments... And he spoke something, and he changed the direction, and he headed you somewhere else. And we see the great result of it. So, with this kind of thing, and with the prophetic uh, event taking place this weekend, I can't help but believe and know that God is directing us. He is heading us in a direction, a place an area He's opening our hearts and our minds to know who we are in Him and what we can do knowing who we are in Him. We are to live in Him, to breathe in Him, to know Him. I mentioned last week... uh, that some of this chapter talks about eyes to see and ears to hear and why different ones didn't have that. God And it kind of said that, well, it did say that God had not given it to them. But as I looked all of that up, you know, it wasn't that God wasn't giving it out. It was the will of God that people see Him and know Him. That's the whole thing from the very beginning. It was the communion that Christ had, that that God had with, with Adam in the garden and Eve. It was the communion. It was the love. It's, it's been His heart the whole time to show Himself, to reveal Himself to His people. That's the heart and the mind of God, to reveal Himself to me and to you. Why? Because there's a greater purpose. And there's a lot out, good people that don't know Him. But if we listen to Him, He will use us to bring them and draw them in. This uh, verse says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, 
But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. I can stop right there. But it says that we may do all the words. And it says of this law. But that we may do all the words. Jesus came to reveal himself so that we may do all the words. All the words. All the words that he speaks. All the words that he spoke while he was here. All the words. It is, it, he has given it to us that we can do them. This commandment. Now, this is in the next chapter in the Old Testament. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you. It is not too mysterious for you. But we will throw up all kinds of excuses. Well, I don't know. I'm just human. Well, I don't know. I, I you know, I was raised on Kartika J. Well, I, I don't know. I was raised somewhere else, you know. Well, I don't know. I didn't have anybody that was... Pastor, 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 for all these years, you know, and, and I'm not cutting that. That's wonderful. That's great. But God has chosen all of us that He can show Himself strong before all the world. He didn't choose us that we could speak elegantly. He chose us that we would demonstrate His power. That you might believe in the power of His resurrection. Paul said that I didn't come preaching to you in, a, in an excellent way. He said, I only wanted to know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And the power of His resurrection. And that's what it's all about. That we can know God. That we can walk in His midst that we can say the things He says and be confident, not doubting, but fully trusting that we are heirs and joint heirs with Him. Now, I've got a parcel of Scriptures here. But if you just go and look up, who we are in Christ and all those related scriptures, you're going to see the scriptures that I've got here. They are encouraging. They are uplifting. They say, you can do it because He did it. He did it. And when you read His Word... It will become life to you. You sometimes say, well, I don't know. I don't exactly understand those passages of scriptures, and I, I can't hardly, you know, I don't really follow along. That's all right. Just say, Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm going to read. And that's all you got to do. Because somewhere in there, He's going to enlighten you. He's going to open your eyes. You're going to see something that is mighty and powerful. 
through God. Circumstances don't just happen. You are there in situations for a specific reason. You are the child of God, and they are not too mysterious for you. Thank you. Come this weekend. Come. Bring the missionary. We need to speak prophetically. We need to join together in all the things that are going on. This is us. This is family. This is working together. This is speaking blessings and life into each other. We all need it. I need it. I need your Word in my life. I need this comfort. I need the strength to go tomorrow and do what i got to do. You do too. And it comes not because we just happen to come and sit down on a chair here. It comes because God has granted to us His Word to go and accomplish the things that are in our day. Don't forget... Love one another. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, we have a number of people here that would just love to worship the Lord with you and invite Him into your heart and life. Do that today. Do that today. God bless.